I think the shit's about to hit the fan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Silver Emotion Podcast. Possibly get back to the shit. All right, everybody, welcome uh, to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. This is uh, episode 32, and uh, today we're going to be talking about a movie called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder from Hell, and uh, with me to talk about that is uh, Steven once again. Uh, yep, it's uh, a weird movie. <laughs> uh, I got I got to correct you here. It's bo- bloody mu- muscle bodybuilder in hell. Not oh, from in hell. hell. Yeah, oh, he, right. he didn't come from hell. He went. Oh, there. that's that's true. That's true. Um, sort of. That would be correct. Um, I, I have to say, I was actually expecting him to go to hell, and he kind of doesn't. I mean, this you, is true. Yeah, you can he, metaphorically he, call his situation hell, but it's, you could. But but they do say in hell on the box. So yeah. I should have looked at that. I was just going off of my my yeah. memory, which is as evidence uh, clearly not a good thing to go off of. <laughs> <laughs> memory never is. So, but. um <laughs> got to get the uh Yeah, the chair wants chair. to. Yeah, he's uh hasn't he's, been in the podcast much, I don't think. Yeah, he's he's complaining about that title too. <laughs> <laughs> The chair really squeaks when I when I don't sit up. Oh, <laughs> kick back, yeah. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what I did. But well, there goes well. the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's all right. It it'll live. It it's reclining. <laughs> so, right, yes, well. we're the we're the only podcast who just has a fan in the audience, right in the uh, yeah, room yeah. with us. Well, that's the fan. <laughs> in whatever episode it was that was adding the fan noise. Oh, okay. This is the illustrious fan that added the fan All noise. right. Well, he, he made another cameo <laughs> for this podcast. Um, so this movie is uh, also, I don't know that it's known as or whatever. I don't think it's an, uh, an official alternate title, but, right. but uh, I guess it's been dubbed. Uh, the Japanese Evil Dead. Yeah, du- dubbed enough to put it on the DVD box at least. Yeah, well, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah, it's kind of these days with DVDs because they don't. I feel like you know it's a dying medium, and right. so anybody doing DVDs, they're like, oh, what can we do to try to sell this? <laughs> and like, you know, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to to say whether they're using that as a title or just like a tagline to advertise it. I feel like it's both. Right. And even still, I know people, as in I know people on the internet, <laughs> who have not bought this and are waiting for uh, reviews. And I really? feel like this is the kind of movie, if any kind of movie is a movie that you just watch regardless of reviews, it would be a movie called Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, yeah. a.k.a. the Japanese Evil Dead, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you needed more, just look at the back of the box. It had some 
lovely, ridiculous gore on there. It does. Like that, yeah. I don't think I've even looked at the back yet. <laughs> well, look at that. Yeah, I mean, that, there's that lovely picture of just the eye bulging out. Yeah, with, that, was in, a, that was a fucking great moment. It, it, that was. I, I, yeah, that was I, quite a bit. That was a good one. There, there were a lot of great moments that I, w- I was quite amused by. and There were. There were. Now, it's only, what, like an hour? Yeah, it was only an hour. I, 62 minutes. Yeah, I was, uh, I think it was at night, and I was like, oh, I need to watch this. I'm like... Uh, it's late. It's like eleven. How long is this? Oh, it's only an hour. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine. Throw it in. <laughs> yes, it's only an hour, and um, it gets right down to it, pretty uh, much. Although the uh, the build is slow. The, yeah, the build is a bit slow, which I feel is a Japanese thing. I feel like they like to build slowly. That could just be my my uninformed opinion. Uh, yeah, I can I can see that. I think there's. I've I've kind of had a uh, saying, I guess, for anime. That it's the the first episode is always the worst. Is like it it always gets better from there. Like it always kind of starts off kind of sluggish, and yeah. you gotta it it builds up from there. So I kind of have a hesitancy to judge an anime series by the first episode or the first few episodes because those are always the ones where it's just trying to get things set up and being clumsy about it usually so all right so you might be right it might just be kind of a japanese thing to start slow like that yeah i I don't remember where i developed this theory but i remember i know i was watching like kurosawa movies and stuff like that and i remember hearing like oh i don't like this movie and it'd be like well (laughs) it's they'd say it was slow and it's like it's not slow it's just it's a build you know like it's not gonna bust out samurais on moment one you know (laughs) like like seven samurais a good example where it's like three and a half hours and you know the end is is a giant battle but but uh, it's you know it slowly has to build itself so clearly that's not (laughs) a 100 percent you know Uh, idea of japanese cinema but uh, now i'm afraid i might have watched like some edited version because i don't remember it being three and a half hours but i think it's that long maybe it's only three i don't know it's it's pretty long it was it it was one of those uh one of those movies that was two tapes oh (laughs) back in the day huh because i only watched it on one tape so so maybe i only watched the first half of the movie and then (laughs) thought it was over that's possible (laughs) It may have been uh, been reduced to one tape because there was a time when right. they, eventually they got tapes that were longer. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure it was it was something my brother had taped onto a blank Ooh. VHS. So I'm so perhaps it was. Who knows how SP. much? Yeah, for, who knows what the original was? It okay. was it was just one of those home bought ones with my brother's font writing oh, okay. on it, just yeah, scrawled yeah. all over it. So I was like, oh, I'll watch it, sure, and I kind of recall enjoying it but yeah it's been probably about 20 years so yeah well it's a great movie it's it's one of the best people say that it's kurosawa's best i i think like rashomon or something like that is a little better but that's just me i mean i don't know i like the brevity of rashomon Mm, not remembering that one wonder if i've maybe i haven't seen that one i haven't seen rashomon rashomon is the one where um 
it's told from it's the same story told from multiple viewpoints oh okay is that that's the murder mystery yeah. one kind of yeah. yeah okay yeah and they like like summon the ghost of the victim yeah. to the uh-huh. yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah that one all right i i always get that one confused i think because on my brother's like homemade tapes of them he had it right with throne of blood okay and it just looked like the title ran together so i thought it was just one movie rashomon oh, the oh. throne of blood <laughs> oh, man, yeah. so it was just so I, I always get confused on that one <laughs> <laughs> have you seen throne of blood too i want to say i probably did because it was one my brother had and yeah. i thought i watched all of them but i think throne of blood is based on Macbeth. okay um, yeah yeah i think I, I that's the one where uh the guy, the like, the shogun is like splitting up his land between his sons and or no. One. Well, that's Ron. Ron, okay. Where he's doing that? That that's yeah, because that one was in King color. Lear. That was like the yeah. only one I saw that was in color. Yeah, that's that's like eighty five or something. Okay, but. yeah, that King Lear. Yeah, okay, okay, the Macbeth one. Yeah, the, I might not have seen that. Throne hmm. of Blood is like a fifties movie. It's fucking dope. <laughs> I saw it yeah. like twenty years ago, but yeah. it's it's fucking great. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, it, we're we're clearly yeah, uh, g- going into the uh, <laughs> the literary depths of yeah. bloody muscle bodybuilder and <laughs> yes, hell here. Yes. <laughs> so you've seen Evil Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, okay. that's probably been like twenty years. Oh shit! Okay. Like I probably saw that back in high school when I was watching the Akira Kurosawa stuff. So. <laughs> oh, so so you don't you don't. Do you know it very well? Um, I'm not super familiar with it. I mean, I've I watched the whole trilogy, like pretty much back to back. I think we got them all from Blockbuster like one day. And it was okay, I'd been kept hearing that it was this awesome movie trilogy, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's Blockbuster, do it. let's yeah, <laughs> let's do this. And I, I remember my dad being a little unsure of it um, when the uh, ca- the cashier at the Blockbuster was all all pumped for it, and she had like bright red fire engine dyed hair, and he, he was like, I don't know that I trust her opinion, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not quite his kind of movie, but. Oh. Oh well, they are a, a distinct brand of cinema. It, yeah, they're they're different, and I can yeah I can kind of see how they're how this got compared to it. Like early on, I didn't when I was first watching uh-huh. our our muscle builder. He was I was kind of like this doesn't feel much like Evil Dead at all, and and I think it was about halfway through the movie it it suddenly was like okay I can see why now well, there's a lot of stuff in that first half that is pretty evil dead though yeah like, and there's it basics like like yeah uh, the basic plot is is kind of similar yeah right but like the the first scene where the the guy is burying his girlfriend like mm. that occurs where ash has to bury his girlfriend who he just killed um and the guy is dressed up in the same clothes as Ash. Okay, yeah, I mean there was there and was one like part where he's he's loading the shotgun where it was like, okay, they, they clearly homage to you know that was so obvious, even I got it. But oh my god, that was great. <laughs> that was because he's doing like he's trying to do the the snap zooms that that Sam Raimi does where it right. goes like. Yeah, it's doing the. <laughs> it's just a little bit because it's on. I think this was shot on Super Eight, if I'm not mistaken mm. it looked like video but the dvd was horrifically yeah it was pretty <laughs> it was, low quality visual was a, video there yeah and 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 it was so grainy that the video bit, yeah. there just like wasn't enough it needs a blu-ray because it would have more 
space to to take up all that grain because mm-hmm. it was all like pixelated because so anyway i'm pretty sure it was super eight um because super eight is real grainy mm-hmm. and so whatever he was trying to do these <laughs> the snap zooms and he couldn't get it quite right they're just little ones and then at the end <laughs> he says groovy <laughs> and it's subtitles i, I love that. i love the <laughs> japanese subtitles for it and then the japanese subtitles get an english subtitle under them yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> that that was definitely a, a very fun moment <laughs> yeah that was great uh so what are the basics the guy buries his girlfriend and then uh 15 years later i think it was 30 30 was 30 that kind of threw me because i thought that that was gonna be the main character and then it was just like 30 years later 30 what wow okay right and then it's the same looking guy and it's like 30 years later (laughs) yeah (laughs) how on earth is that possible yeah it turns out it's the guy's son and i was like oh okay now i see how this is going yeah so, so so the guy's son and they go to a house that was his dad's yeah, and it was like his ex-girlfriend wanted to look at it because it's supposedly haunted. And... Yeah, and then they bring along a psychic guy. Yeah, Is to that go what and... he was? Yeah, he's some kind of psychic. Some I, kind of, yeah. you know, supernatural, yeah. attuned yeah, so person. Just psychic. Yeah, just vague sort of psychic. <laughs> Any kind of psychic you want. Yeah. Right. And... And, and so I, then they go, and then they check out the house, and then, like yeah. Evil Dead, you know, shit goes wrong. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I, I was thinking about it, and this was a little detail that was so easy to miss. That was the the photo they're talking about when they decide to go to this house, because she's like, "Oh, this photo was so creepy, and it made me want to go to this house." And it it only shows the photo for like a second, so it's so easy to miss that. Like the window is like replaced with the the woman's face oh really yeah it's like I, oh, so wow. i was wondering if you'd notice that and it's like but they show it for just such a short time that it was it's super easy to miss and i, I barely caught it oh, wow. i was yeah, like I oh wow that. and it's it's actually um the ending shot of the movie oh okay where it shows the woman's face and no, i think re- that's the actual photo that oh, they showed okay. him beforehand because i do so. remember it at the end yeah because <laughs> i was i loved that i was laughing <laughs> yeah because <laughs> maniacally and, and when they show the photo i'm like oh that's not very creepy at all oh whoa there's the woman's face <laughs> like oh, girl, that is creepy dang <laughs> so that was actually and i was kind of like i w- it suddenly like made me think of like how like a hollywood uh production probably would have like showed that for like 10 seconds and be like look at this creepy photo and i was wondering like is it a good thing that it was there for just like two seconds blink and you'll miss it and i'm like i kind of think it i kind of liked that in the end i kind of decided that was yeah pretty cool i i like i would say that it was a good idea because you saw it for a second and you weren't maybe sure that you saw it right yeah and I feel like that kind of subliminal thing can have an effect on you. You know, like they didn't continue it on or anything, but just the idea that like, what did I see? Did I see that? There's stuff like that. I think in, um, in audition, have you seen audition? Oh yeah. 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 I remember feeling that same kind of like, what, what was that? <laughs> and also in black Swan. If you yeah. Saw black, black Swan. That's the one I was thinking of where there, there were like, 
paintings that would have little like eye yeah, shift, shifting yeah. eyes in them and stuff that would just be like just whoa what was that whoa and you've seen what was the one that uh blue oh perfect blue the perfect one that was blue. kind of based is on... there stuff like that in that movie um i think there kind of is i mean i'm not like i'm not thinking anything specific but it's it's kind of that vibe to it yeah um where things are just really weird and you're not sure what's going on with it but I'm, I'm not sure if it's just tiny little things like that. Yeah. It's it's more trying to decide whether the scene is happening in reality. And, oh, okay. Because okay. there's like a scene, the main character in that one is an actress. And the the scene that I'm really thinking of that just captures the uh, um, vagueness of everything going on in that movie is a scene where she's playing um, the victim in a rape scene. And you're not really sure if this is just her psychological way of dealing with an event that actually happened and she's just uh-huh. mentally turned it into a movie scene or a TV uh-huh. scene to distance herself from it or wow. what. And then it just, and it's super awkward too because it just like the director just cuts right in the middle and says okay everyone hold your poses we're moving the camera over here (laughs) and so they like to get a different angle so they so everyone just stops dead still with this guy just on top of her and oh my god it's just and it just sits there as they move the camera and it it's really weird and, and yeah so it's just scenes like that so it's not like blink and you'll miss it kind of uncertainty but there's definitely like this uncertainty going on that you're not quite sure what you're watching Hmm. I I really got to see that movie. It it is great and unfortunately stupidly expensive to buy here because they what yeah. stuff goes out of print. Yeah, That's, it's anime especially goes out of print and I hate and if that. it's I mean I think other areas other territories have gotten like Blu-ray releases of it, yeah. but not in America. So oh. I wonder if it's on like iTunes or something because I feel like in this digital age of of access to everything movies shouldn't go out of print as much as i like physical media like i understand okay it has to go out of print you can't especially with an anime thing or or, it was you know it was really weird because that director satoshi Kon, the director of it real popular though didn't he uh yeah by anime standards yeah he's certainly a a pretty big name in the industry even now that even though he's been dead for like a decade now yeah but um i remember back when i was reviewing his movies I got like all of his movies on DVD except Perfect Blue. That was the one that was unavailable. Like that was oh. the only one that was just like out of print and people wow. were like 60 bucks for the old VHS. Oh, and they're like Jesus screw Christ. you. <laughs> but I don't know. Who knows what the prices are now? But yeah, I remember seeing Blu-rays of it, but they were like European Blu-rays or so, you yeah. know, just completely different area- regions. So I was like, oh, well, damn. Yeah, that's ugh. well. The way that I get around some of that kind of stuff is is well, I can play all region stuff, so that's one way. But right. but um, a lot of releases in Asia are region zero, mm. <laughs> and so like for instance, the Wong Kar Wai movie Chunking Express. Mm-hmm. The I think I talked about this on the other when I was talking yeah. about this movie, but I got the Korean DVD for like seven bucks, and oh, wow. the U.S. DVD is 50 plus and the mm. the criterion release is like i saw one for like 200 bucks oh, and it's God. like no yeah ah, that's that's crazy so maybe there's a, a, a an affordable solution for perfect blue i don't maybe, know maybe i'll have to look is. into it yeah. 
And I just know when I was looking at it to review it, it was really i just couldn't get a hold of it easily Fucking nuts man. but netflix had the disc of it so it was like oh, okay, oh, but cool. there we go i'm, well, then, I'm yeah. good for the review anyway i mean that's one that i would like to own because it is such a good movie but, yeah oh well i can live without it yeah well maybe one day yeah someday it'll happen <laughs> but i one of the other problems with anime though is that they're usually licensed and the license only lasts for like three or four years or something, and yeah. then it expires, and you're not even allowed to make another print run unless you renegotiate the license yeah, and stuff. Right. So, and by then, you know, the people who wanted it have already bought it, so your sales uh, prospects yeah. are really low at that point, and nobody wants to go bother Jeez, with things. Yeah. So, the sad, yeah, physical media days are, yeah, and, are here. <laughs> yeah, and that actually that just totally destroys the. Uh, digital media too because now you just can't even have it at all once the license expires you've got to that's take true it yeah so anime is an awkward medium to get a hold of i just yeah. i don't like it. you know it's the same thing with hong kong stuff if i had to if i was at the mercy of u.s companies i mean i would have nothing <laughs> like yeah there's, there's so few things that get released it's just right. it's crazy yeah anyway I mean, whatever i mean it's just sad i don't know i could get real yeah. sad about this get, get maudlin drunk yeah. over, <laughs> over Son of a bitch. lack of kung fu movies in america <laughs> oh that reminds me speaking of being drunk uh, we got a feedback oh and and there was a mention of being drunk so well we should uh get to the feedback yeah <laughs> before we get even further off the trail of a yeah. bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell <laughs> all right so let's see here it's kind of a convoluted thing because there was a comment and he thought he lost the comment and so then he wrote it again mm. so i'm unsure of how to read it <laughs> Um, I'll, I don't know. Let's just go with the. Uh, just gonna read the original and. Uh, yeah, I guess we could go with that. Add one. in any extra info from the next one. Yes, this sounds good. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, reader of the site Nick says, "Congratulations, Laurel and Hardy. I mean Frank and Dean, um, uh, Kauf and." question marks <laughs> well uh guess i'm gonna have to read dark tower after i finish lord of the rings i'm halfway through there and currently on an intermission with neil stevenson's the diamond age cyberpunk Woo! wow <laughs> you're into the long books here yeah neil stevenson i don't know much about him but i know the books are long yeah yeah every book of his i've seen have been tomes, yeah. gargantuan yeah <laughs> Uh, so he says, hell, hey, uh, well, lay off the beers, guys, if that might have something to do with the audio mishaps. <laughs> See, this is what's uh, firing in my brain. Uh, no beers involved with the mishaps. It's just, uh, no. my old uh, things that are shorting out. And yeah. Shoddy mic connections and. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Misaimed it's, mics. Yeah. Just, just operator air and, and. My old machines that are failing me, <laughs> <laughs> which goes in with the Dark Tower. Uh, if you read uh, that, uh, yeah, you may yeah. get the reference there. That, that is a great Dark Tower reference. I love um, it. 
yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the series. And I, judging from the trailer, <laughs> I don't know that they're going to do that. Mm. Uh, or at least this movie may not go into that. And I, I, right. I enjoy that quite a bit of the series. Anyway, uh, so then he goes, P.S. Yeah, Waterworld, the live action event ride. Totally rocks. Guess I'll have to pick up that Back to the Future Blu-ray so I can see what I missed on that one. Especially because I met the one and only Chris Lloyd in 2013. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I never met Christopher Lloyd myself. Have you met Christopher Lloyd? No. I, I don't think I've met any celebrity uh, other than the uh, illustrious Will Kauf here. Oh, but... <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> internet uh, sensation. Yeah. <laughs> Known far and wide across yes, the Silver yes. Emulsion <laughs> website. <laughs> well, <laughs> funnily enough, uh, I started writing some things for the official Shaw Brothers website, um, little reviews and stuff. Mm. And on the first the first uh the first thing that I wrote, they shared it <laughs> and they put hashtag Will Kauf. <laughs> And it, it made me laugh so much because it was like, what the hell? <laughs> now, now you've got a hashtag. Now wow. hashtag Will Kauf. So, you know, anytime you want to talk, you know, hashtag Will Kauf. And there I am. Wow. <laughs> I mean, how many Twitter uh, followers you got? On yeah. That? <laughs> I don't know. Let's we'll start the sensation now. Yeah. Uh, so let's see if he said anything else. Um, uh, he lost the thing. Blah, blah, blah. Um... Oh, then he talks about the the side band of John Schaefer, founder of the metal band Iced Earth. Um, is, his side band is called Demons and Wizards, Ooh. and it's a duo between him and Hansi Kursch of Blind Guardian, one of the Lord of the Rings bands. Uh, well, wow. anyway, they've got a bunch of Dark Tower songs. And even titled their second album, Touched by the Crimson King. Ooh. <laughs> As a nod to your hero now guy. That, now that that uh, uh, Blind Guardian, that I've, ac I've actually heard of them. Oh, really? Wow. We, we were actually talking about this before. They did some of the soundtrack to Sacred 2, the video game. Oh, okay. They did, I'm not sure if they did the whole thing or what they did. I just know they were... Doing huh. one of the main songs for it, at least. Well, there you go. Yeah, so who knew? Some I, little <laughs> small piece of music knowledge there from Steven. Yeah, who knew I had music knowledge? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I listened to so much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, so that's it. The other the other part, he was just reiterating the Lord of the Rings stuff. Um, yeah, uh, in regards to taking a long time with Lord of the Rings, I read it in... Uh, three years myself i read a mm. book a year as the movies were coming out before each movie i ah, read that book timing them hmm. yeah because i i was i don't know i was in my teen years and i hadn't read the books uh i had read the hobbit and so i thought well right. these movies are coming out might as well uh read the book before the movie because that's kind of my thing yeah I'm not sure when i read the lord of the rings i know like back in the beginning of high school, I tried, and I got maybe halfway through fellowship and kind of burned out. And okay. I'm not sure when I started it up again and just got through the whole thing, but probably sometime in high school. I can't remember if it was before or after the movies came out. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, sometime in there. Yeah. Yeah. Some. Uh, <laughs> my my memories are uh, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very sharp. <laughs> yeah. Very vivid memories of uh, <laughs> of fog. <laughs> <laughs> have you read it more than once? Uh, no, no, I have not. I've read The Hobbit multiple times. Okay. That I think I've read like maybe five or six. Holy shit! Like I've wow. I remember that one was introduced to me in school of all things it was a class assignment and that was like fifth sixth grade oh wow young okay yeah so and i loved it and i read it several times over the years since and i'm sure i read it again sometime after the movie came out or before the movie came out i think it was after the trilogy came out i kind of wanted to just have the movies be an experience of their own okay and then i read the book again after just to kind of reconcile the two i guess and yeah yeah kind of see how they went so that was probably the last time i read it and i'd read it a few times before then it's wow yeah that one i that one i always like <clears throat> more than any of his other stuff okay like lord of the rings is very dry and i find it hard to get through it is definitely yeah uh, but the hobbit kind of has charm and humor and it's definitely it's definitely yeah. it's it's a very different uh experience than lord of the fun, rings yeah, yeah. Little, so. little rollicking adventure. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of, I just enjoy that one a lot more. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot easier to get through than Lord of the Rings. Right. Anyway. I mean, nobody, you don't, you don't just sit down and, oh, I'm going to read Lord of the Rings today. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah, more you can, of like this, you know, decision that's going to. Right. Got to soak into that. like a life decision. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah no, I've only read it the one time myself, the, the Lord of the Rings because honestly just it's daunting i want to read it again because it's been however many years since those movies came out and i feel like i need to reread it but i i don't know yeah i mean that's just daunting that's kind of why i don't get into a lot of stephen king outside of the dark tower stuff is just it's dawned like his books are huge you gotta you gotta put some uh dedication into he does have some long books he does he has short ones too and I've, he does yeah. he has some medium-sized ones as well it, yeah he, <laughs> he actually does go all across the spectrum yeah no, short he does. stories he does. to yeah. my massive gargantuan thousand page tomes so yeah i don't remember which one is the longest one uh, i mean obviously dark tower being multiple books but but right the longest one book it used to be the stand for a long time and then i think he beat that on one of these recent books yeah i know uh under the dome was pretty huge that might be the one that he beat it, it with yeah i don't know <clears throat> i got it there but i then there was I another one just of, uh, will the page number yeah. <laughs> into my brain so <laughs> so the ones in there like the duma key or something was I another think really big not, one i think that's not as long as the stand mm. anyway yeah, I mean, I obviously haven't read them. I just see them on the shelf and go, right. "Wow, that's pretty big." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, just eyeballing it. But well, they're good. <laughs> they are. I'll just say that. <laughs> I mean, I haven't read Duma Key or Under the Dome, uh, so I can't say uh, that they are good. But I, I, I like Stephen King, so I pretty much probably say yes, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The things I'm most interested in reading of his are like the short story collections. That... Those are fucking great. Yeah. I love those. Um, what's the first one? The first one is Night Shift. And mm-hmm. that one's really good. That's like a, I don't know, 1980 or something. It's real early. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. That one's really good, but probably more horror focused. Yeah, the only ones I've seen lying around are some of his more recent ones. I think, what is it? Just after sunset is one of them. Was that or something close to that it's title? It's just something sunset. Maybe I'm just before. There's there's a movie. Sunset? There's no. a horror movie called Just Before Dawn. And mm. so now you're talking yeah. about this book, and I'm like, I don't know. No, no, is it just, just before yeah. sunset. I don't know. Just, just after sunset. Something to do with sunset. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll just something yeah. sunset. Anyway, that one's really good. Mm. And um, there's there's another one that's newer than that. Is that everything's there's eventual? New everything's eventual is older. Oh, that is one's okay. good too. That has the dark tower short story in it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one called Full Dark No Stars that's four mm. stories and it's probably I don't know maybe four or five hundred pages it's not yeah, that, that one long. sounds familiar that one's super fucking good like oh my god <laughs> and like when he when he titled that Full Dark No Stars like those stories are dark as fuck Ooh, like I gotta check them it, out <laughs> it's fucking I really liked that one a lot um and I, I remember being mad because I'd look at reviews and people would be like, I don't know, three stars out of five. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like one of his greatest achievements. Like it's it's literary like mastery. <laughs> it, he's like he's so much more than than what he used to be at the beginning of his career. Just just like a horror writer. Like this is this is like literature. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not that I mean he's like real uh literature scholar or anything that i would really know but it just seems like so much more uh complex and and just uh yeah and i don't know it's fucking good shit yeah, yeah i mean <laughs> i've i remember having a conversation with someone about um who today as a as writer writing today would be considered in years to come like a classic yeah. And Stephen King was kind of on the short list of people who would someday be considered a classic yeah, writer. Yeah, I would say Stephen King for sure. Yeah. Neil Gaiman was the other one that, at least for for me, for my uh-huh. opinion, is kind of... I don't know if you've read much of his stuff. But. I read one of his kids' books, um, and that's it. Mm. I really want to <clears throat> read the, the adult things. Yeah, he's got... Like Stephen King's got the range on length, and Neil Gaiman has the range on like content. He'll go from like little kids' books to really dark and creepy, yeah. disturbing things sometimes. So he's he's a good one. I I love Neil Gaiman. So he's got some good stuff. Yeah, I got to get into that that Neil Gaiman guy. I can't remember the name of the book that I read, but it won some award, some like children's book award. Mm. And I read it because it won the award. And it's like, well, this is a short book from this guy and he's supposed to be good. Right. And I read it and I was just like, I don't know. It's not that good. <laughs> Coraline was one that was for no, kids that was really it hyped. wasn't that. It was something else. I don't remember what it was. Something yeah. about this girl and she, she lives in this graveyard and she's a ghost and she has to like mm. figure something out and she's talking to these other ghosts it's pretty cool but like i don't know i just remember being kind of like it's i don't know about an award winning <laughs> you know yeah so somewhere somewhere else there's a guy who loves that book who's yeah you know yes. looking at me the same way i'm looking at the three star full dark no stars <laughs> guy right you know. yeah his children's book seems to be really popular so Oddly yeah, enough, yeah. his the only children's books of his I've read have been like the really like the picture book, really oh, little wow, kid wow, books. Wow. Uh, like, 
there was the dangerous alphabet or something, which oh. was wow. He goes all the way down. Yeah, he goes. I, I'm telling wow. all the way down to like start him young. On yeah, the, Neil Gaiman. Oh, uh, there was one I'm forgetting the name of that was just like the description of like a fantasy adventure, and it was just like, but it was. Wow. It was weird for being in second person. You don't see that too often. No, that's pretty random. It was just yeah. actually, I think it might have just been called instructions. And it was basically just instructions to go on an adventure. And oh, it was wow. like go out the gate, and it's like describing things as just these fantastical, huh. magical things. It was, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was. It was actually. I was kind of like, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. And yeah, it's a cool idea. Yeah, and and as I said before, I love playing with perspective, and it yes, it yeah. definitely plays with perspective. So yeah, that's cool. That's I cool. Enjo- I actually enjoyed that one. So there you go. From his adult novels. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend, like, as a good um, beginning? I might we'll go with uh, Anansi Boys, just because it's a short, quick one to get you into. Okay, yeah. Um, that one's very, very, I don't want to say slapstick, but it's very goofy and comedic oh, okay. and silly. And he, he definitely has a range of styles, too, yeah, that okay. he will go from... Uh, very kind of serious to this lighthearted comedy stuff at the same time. Huh. Well, that that makes more sense because I I'm pretty sure he wrote a book with Terry Pratchett. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was always like, this guy, from what I know of him, is like this dark figure writing the Sandman comics. And, yeah, it's kind of like like when he's writing with Terry Pratchett, that's kind of like odd, yeah, it's kind no, of you say yeah. That. He has this reputation for his darker stories, the, like the Sandman that has yeah. gotten. And I think Coraline for being a kid story is pretty dark. Yeah, and yeah. it's like his big famous stuff kind of tends towards darkness. But he does do a lot of other just random silly things. And huh. and That's the Sandman cool. comic books, they're they're actually they have a lot of humor in them too. Okay. They're actually very goofy. Yeah, I haven't actually times. read them. I just looked through them and it's like, wow, this looks dense. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it is like kind of dense and and weird. And but at the same time, you've got like. One of the characters is delirium, like the the anthropomorphic personification of okay delirium, like so of the state of being delirious. Jesus. So she is just insane and wow. and very entertaining, and she, she just hops in a car and drives it around on the wrong side of the road, and they get pulled over by a cop, and she's just all delighted to be chatting with him as he's yelling at her to not drive like a maniac and then she gets upset with him and makes him think that he is crawling with bugs for the rest of his life (laughs) (laughs) so it's definitely got a weird flow to the sandman but very entertaining i think so well that's cool and, I'm gonna have to check him out. Yeah, d- definitely has one of the most horrific horror stories I've ever seen. Oh, and one okay. of the early issues where it's basically just this guy who gets a magic stone and to mind control people, and he just chills out at a 24-hour diner and just tortures the customers. Oh my like, god! <laughs> just waiting for the guy who owns the jewel to come to try and get it back. And Jeez, he, he's just an like, asshole. oh, he's gonna come back and try and take the jewel. I'm just gonna sit here and I'm bored, so I'm gonna torture the crap out of people. <laughs> oh my god. What a, such an asshole. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it's an interesting story. It's definitely... 
very dark. Yeah, sounds good. That one sounds good. Yeah, so definitely check it out. I think uh, that's yeah. issue four or five or something. So it's pretty early on, and the okay. it'll be in the first volume if you just get a like a collection of the. Yeah, I'll have to see what the library has. They, yeah, I know they, we used to they have, might some have it. Yeah, yeah, ours. yeah. Well, you, that was how I got introduced oh, to okay. it. I think okay. was. Yeah, we got those big giant books. I remember one time, and yeah, that that might have been how I got introduced to it. And definitely, I was like, "Wow, this is amazingly weird. I need to see more of this." Cause yeah, I'm I'm all for amazingly weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like f- fantasy that's not adhering to what normal like right, rules right. of fantasy are or whatever. Like, right, it's it's fantasy, but it's not just like some knight in shining armor right, rescuing exactly, a princess yeah, from yeah. god knows what it's yeah. clive barker is like that as well he gets a rap of being a horror writer but he's really more of a dark fantasy mm, writer that, and so like most of his stuff is just wild crazy fantasy with depending on the book some horror elements or just a little mm. bit or a lot or whatever but yeah you're making me uh, a lot more interested in no, he, reading yeah, clive barker now he's, he's fucking incredible yeah yeah that's i'm gonna have to check him out another guy with long books though oh <laughs> like <laughs> i'm his, sure i'll find something his best book that i've read so far is a book called i magica mm. and it's like 1100 pages oh, or something Jesus. and it's it's huge like this big sprawling world it's it's an amazing book but yeah like real daunting yeah hmm. well i'll try and find somewhere to settle in on him and like give him a try he has he came on the scene or whatever like his first release was a book called the books of blood and it's a hmm. short story collection and oh. Sounds like a good place to start. It is. It is. And one of the stories in that like burned itself into my brain because it's so crazy and weird. Like and a lot of those stories are. But there's one where these two guys are traveling around the European countryside and they drive mm. into this town and there's nobody there. And they're like, where is everybody? Hmm. And then they keep rolling around and eventually... They're like, they look, and over on the hills or something, it's been a long time since I read this, so I may have some details wrong, but anyway, mm. they look over, and there's like this big giant just stomping around, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so then I think they get closer to the giant or whatever, and then when they get closer, they realize they're able to see the detail of the giant, and it's actually made up of human bodies. Oh wow! That, and it's the, the they're living human bodies that are all like interlocked into this big giant thing, <laughs> and then it goes around, and there now there's another giant coming, and they're fighting each other, <laughs> and the way that he describes the the interlocking bodies and how like the people at the bottom are just getting mushed into just nothing, and oh, it's wow. so like crazy it's this this is what happens when you elect cheerleaders (laughs) into government (laughs) it's nuts it's it's uh (laughs) it's 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 great yeah that that sounds that's oddly making me think of attack on titan even though i know that's not they're not composed of individuals but there is uh there is an element there yeah just the the body horror combined with giant stomping around crushing things kind of yeah (laughs) <laughs> made me think of Attack on Titan. I don't 
Yeah, so that's that's one of the stories. There's a whole whole range of them. The framing there's a framing story where like some guy does something wrong and then this he like summons some demon and the demon uh to get revenge on him starts like writing in his skin like in this very <laughs> tiny writing and so then all of the stories in the books of blood are supposed to be written oh, on this I... guy's body <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> it's nuts and it's a it's a there's six volumes of it oh wow so, so like and then at the end of the sixth volume there's like a postscript with that same guy Dang, <laughs> so that's that's some tiny tiny yeah, writing very tiny like right and then he talks about how it's like all on his tongue and the inside oh, of his lips and every just every you know inside of his eyelids oh and god it, you know just like <laughs> how are you gonna read them yeah it's it's, it's uh it's great stuff <clears throat> very imaginative wow um so yeah uh, uh, clive barker yeah check him out seems uh <laughs> kind of appropriate in a way to bloody muscle bodybuilder no? yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess we can kind of roll back around to that yeah so <laughs> i don't remember where we were um yeah i don't know we, that was a sidetrack <laughs> Yeah, well, I yeah, we got screwed up because I remembered there was a feedback. Oh, that, that's where we went. Yeah. yeah, having the two people, I'm not as focused on like the structure of the show right. that I used to have. Not that there was very much structure, <laughs> but like, right? I did. I used to have this document up that was like, okay, do this, <laughs> then do <laughs> like, that, and reminder then reminder, right? Of what because do, otherwise, yeah. I just ramble about whatever, and I'd forget, so, like we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, this movie, Bloody Muscle, Bodybuilder, In Hell. No. From Hell? In, in Hell. In Hell. In Hell. Yes. I was right, and I second-guessed myself. So, they go to this house. <laughs> it feels weird just to go back to it like it's nothing. <laughs> yes. Um, but that's that's the podcast, you know? Hey, yeah. what do you want? So, they go back to this house when... Um, after the build happens, then it's probably about halfway through that then it unleashes yeah. this, like, the I hellish part, portion where it becomes very, right. like, um, energetic, sort of yeah. gory and stuff. A third of the way through it started getting, like, the, the horror element started getting in there as opposed yeah. to just being built up. And then probably about, like, halfway it just goes flat out nuts. And, right, and, and the eyeballs getting popped out. Yeah. And, and, and just, sucked back into it. <laughs> yeah, that was so <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I I always loved it when the girl was like fighting something. Or something. Like, there's this scene where he's like trying to keep the possessed psychic guy in the closet or bathroom or whatever room he yeah. was trying to lock him in, and he just couldn't get the door closed. And she just like pops out of nowhere, just like, pop, just like a sucker punch to the guy, and it's just like, I, don't know, I just loved that. Yeah, that was great. And at some point, she got in a fist fight with it too. It was just like. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing <laughs> random punches everywhere. It's just that, that always entertained me. I don't know why, but the fight choreography entertained me. I, I can't yeah. say it was good choreography or no, anything, I but say that it was good. It was entertaining, <laughs> definitely. And that's kind of the whole thing with the movie. I wouldn't necessarily call it a good movie in that it's like well made, but it's well made enough to be incredibly entertaining right yeah and like i it has a lot of atmosphere 
which is hard if you're just a, a low budget filmmaker to yeah. kind of get. I think they yeah, did I a think, really good job with that. Yeah, I, I, you can tell they just had a blast making this movie. It was yeah, you know, they just they put a lot of energy into it. You can you can tell they just went all out and yeah, it's it's one guy's like labor of love, and he made it over the course of like ten years or something. Oh wow! Um, I don't think that they put the the uh, there were the some story like... on the on the box but yeah there, uh, there were some special features in there i just didn't get the time to check out yeah but. i didn't watch it me either myself but i remember reading about it and where it's like he started in some time in the 90s making this movie hmm. and it got released in 2009 oh wow and so i don't know that he was working on it that whole time right but he definitely didn't finish it in the 90s and then just hold on to it. He definitely was working on it slowly. Yeah. At hmm. least to some point in the 2000s. Right. And it doesn't, like, you can't really tell. It looks yeah, it very did. seamless. Yeah, it looks like it was, like, I wonder if he maybe just did all of the filming in the 90s. Or, like, because... Maybe. I don't, don't know. It doesn't seem like the actor has just aged 10 years over the course of the movie or anything. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <clears throat> and... There's something, there's like some video effects that are clearly like, like, I don't know. I guess they could have done that in the 90s. There was video effects in the 90s because I was doing stuff in high school and I was, I graduated in 99. So I don't know, maybe. There were a few little things, yeah, like you were saying that I just kind of thought, oh, that doesn't seem like an effect they would have used back when this was made. Because it it, like, when you look at just the film quality and so it's just like, oh, this was 90s, you know, just kind of looking at it just. It looks like a '90s film, right? Yeah, do it doesn't like look these, modern at all. Yeah, and it you'd see these little effects, and I'm like, oh, that seems more computer generated than what I would have expected from the time. And yeah, so maybe that's what he had yeah. a hard time adding. Yeah, so so <laughs> maybe he just spent like 20 years uh, editing it, and <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe he had like 50 reels of tape and he's just like, Oh, what do I do with all of this? And takes possible yeah. 20 years to weed it down Sort-ed to an actual it, film. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I read that maybe on the press release when they, when they were going to release this DVD somewhere, I read it and then I remember like, okay, so now that's in my head and then weeks pass, I get the DVD it doesn't say anything about it. And I remember trying to look for it on the internet and I couldn't find anything about it. Huh. So it's like, did I, did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the photo of the girl's face that's just there for a yeah. second. It's like, did I, did I imagine this? And then I eventually was able to find the thing where it's like he started in the late 90s, released in 2009. But that's the only like concrete thing I could find. So anyway. Hmm. <laughs> Well, no real it, point it, to that. Yeah, it just... it, it, it'll be a mystery for the ages. That, <laughs> yes, a thousand years from now, an archaeologist is going to dig up the podcast and, and figure it out. Yeah, and be like that'll that'll be his life's goal to answer the unresolved questions of the Silver Emulsion podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> some future archaeologist is going to answer all my questions. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm still around or they resurrect my head or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be like Futurama. Just, yeah, you'll just have a head in a jar. Head and in a jar. I'll, I could do that. Yeah. I, I could live with that. <laughs> You'd have a thousand years of movies to catch up on. That's so. true. If I had my head. I'm, I'm sure some of those decades would be good. You know, well, yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. The future of movies. I feel like the future is heading towards VR stuff. Mm, I mean, not for a while, but I know it's slowly catching on and I feel like 50 years from now or some, some long stretch from now, like the idea of just sitting and passively watching is going to be gone because as we mentioned before, the movies are kind of more like video games like and the video games are becoming more like movies. So everything's kind of blending yeah, and, and video games are really getting into VR lately. Like they're trying to push that. Yeah, no, they really hard. are pushing that hard. And it's expensive now, but at some point it will get popular enough yeah. to bring down the prices. And someday they'll figure out some innovation to make it actually play well while you're right. in VR. No, yeah, it'll be all like that. <clears throat> and then, then the event, some point down the road, somebody will make a VR movie. And, you know, and it'll be right. like this big thing that's, you know, like a big deal, like Avatar. Oh, it's bringing back 3D or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then everything else was 3D. So I imagine <laughs> these things will continue. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, uh, eventually we'll have the holodeck. and <laughs> That is something that I can't wait for. I would, I, <laughs> I would love a holodeck. I remember yeah. being a kid watching Next Generation and thinking, I hope we get a holodeck in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> as i'm sure most kids who saw that would yeah think. yeah holodeck would be great um yeah because i mean you could do anything you could uh just anything you can think of you know just right. uh, make it so <laughs> and engage <laughs> make, make a star trek game in the holodeck no see that would be a fantastic <laughs> oh man yeah i like uh, there hasn't really been a lot of good star trek games uh, there was one for Super Nintendo, the bridge simulator. Oh, wow. <laughs> that bridge I got simulator. really into because it was like kind of immersive. I mean, as, oh. as immersive as a Super Nintendo game could be. Right. But uh, you were like the captain and you had the view screen and you you didn't really go out of that view at all. So you mm-hmm. like interacted just like you were sitting on the bridge. Wow. <laughs> it was really cool. I think I have it somewhere around here because I, I used to rent it a bunch and then I know oh. I bought it at some point. Hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I I wanted to... We've been saying this guy or whatever for this uh, this movie and I wanted to give him his, his due I, credit. I he has a name. He does have a name. His, his, his name, is name is not question is, marks like no, mine. it's not question marks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a, it's a real name. It is a Japanese name. His name is Shinichi Fukuzawa. That's, pretty, that's an easy one as, as yeah. Japanese names Shinichi go. Shinichi Fukuzawa? 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 Fukuzawa. Okay. I don't I mean, I'm probably yeah, saying it wrong. I'm, it's like. I'm too far from the screen to see it. So. If you could see that from I, over I there, could, that I, would be pretty good. <laughs> I could actually like move away from the mic and, and I don't know. <laughs> you could. Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> would would I spontaneously combust if I left the mic in the recording process? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uncharted territory for podcasters. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's his name. He is also the star of the movie. Oh, um, the guy who plays the dad and the and the main guy who becomes the bodybuilder. Right. As the director. Hmm. Um, he also wrote the movie. Uh, you know, it's his whole project. He, yeah. He edited it, I'm sure, and yeah. did everything Kinda himself. Makes it sound uh, 
even more like Evil Dead in that it's a super low budget. Just yeah, the original Evil Dead was very low budget. I mean, it had a whole crew and everything. Right, though, it wasn't but, like just one guy's right, thing, but right. it was this kind of just you know make this awesome movie because I feel like it. Right, know? but it was yeah super like in. I mean they they were kind of advanced though when they made Evil Dead they they made a Super Eight version first called oh. Within the Woods. That's mm. like I don't know, maybe forty minutes. Something well, like maybe that. that's the thing to compare with. Uh, maybe, this movie. and I I have it on a VCD somewhere. I I haven't watched it in a while. Um, but anyway, they made that. They showed it to local businessmen, like dentists and doctors <laughs> dentists. and stuff. And they said, "This is our our test movie. Basically, we were going to make a movie, a real movie, a feature. We're going to make it on sixteen millimeter. Will you invest in this movie?" And eventually, they got enough money from local businessmen to make Evil Dead. Oh, and then they made Evil Dead, and it's one of the biggest cult movies yeah, of all time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's how you used to have to do it to make a movie, because yeah. you, know, you, you had to have some real uh, ambition and initiative. And nowadays, yeah. you know, you just got a phone, and you already got a camera, and you make some piece of shit movie, and <laughs> you know, people throw it up on YouTube, and 30 seconds later, and they're like, look at me, share it. <laughs> <laughs> So the quality has gone down. <laughs> Oddly enough, technology gone up. T- yes, quality, quality down. goes down yeah. because there's not that barrier to entry, right? You know. Anyway, another another in my series of uh, modern society is a bad rants. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, would you be having this podcast without that no, barrier I, to entry? I, I I would not. Although I will say. That when I was recording music, um, I had a podcast in 2007. Ooh, wow! <laughs> uh, ish for uh, to to put out songs that I didn't put on the album and things like that. Huh. And I had to hand code the the RSS oh. feed um, <laughs> myself because there was no automated websites to set that up or anything. So, um, so technically, I could do this without without all the current technology and i've had the the recorder and everything and this mic since then oh wow (laughs) so 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 theoretically it's possible it's way easier now though would have taken you 10 times as long yeah it would have taken me a lot longer and and uh and all that but anyway um but yeah, without the internet. Yeah, without the internet, then the whole thing. That, then you'd just be standing out on a street corner ranting. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Samo Hung is? <laughs> no. Well, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> you just said you just picture you just sitting there in like a friggin' parking lot on Sierra <laughs> Highway, just ranting at the vagrants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I don't know. I feel like we keep going in and out of this movie. There's not a whole lot to talk about because it is kind of right. just this it's... little homage to Evil Dead, and, right. and it is, um, it is basically a version of Evil Dead. Um, where it it differs is that when it gets crazy, it um, kind of. And I don't know if this guy had had also seen Bride of Reanimator, but it makes me think that he did because in that movie and and Bloody Muscle Bodybuilder in Hell, mm-hmm. that fucking title, yeah, 
<laughs> I love it. I want like I want it to be like some mistranslation. <laughs> like it's actually a normal title in right. Japanese, but then I've, they just mistranslated it. I have some kind weird... of thought to look into that, but it just yeah. Maybe the mystery's better. I don't I, know. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. Maybe. I don't know if I should look. But I know that I did find a Japanese poster that has Japanese. Not that I could search that, but whatever. Right. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is that, that this movie has body parts combining together yeah. right. to form other weird monsters. And so right. that's like a big theme of Bride of Reanimator. Mm. Um, they don't make the same monsters in this movie as that movie, but it just... It made me think, like, oh, I wonder if he saw that movie as well, if he was a fan, because uh, they were popular back then as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he saw Evil Dead. Well, definitely, yeah. So, he, so it, and that's another thing. I mean, Evil Dead is this thing now, but back in the nineties, back then it was not a thing. Like, I was lucky enough to see it um, probably in the mid nineties because my my friends, um, Uncle Jasper and his brother, his mm. their dad was uh, a super horror guy, and mm. he saw Evil Dead at the drive-in when it first came out in oh, 1981. Wow. And so he was like, this fucking movie, Evil Dead, nobody knows about it, it's fucking great. And they've had the, the VHS like since it came out because he was a huge horror guy and then he passed it on to his kids and then by way of them i you know got passed on to me and so then i was able to see evil dead because they had the copy and then i don't know a few years after that when i was still in high school i think it started to really like blow up Hmm. probably because of the internet I don't, I'm not sure yeah. what made it go crazy, that, but it really like spiraled out of control. That must have been when I uh, heard about it too, because then when I had heard about it, it was just from friends in high school just okay. chatting about it. And like I said, the Clark at Blockbuster knew about it. it was like, oh, yeah. this movie's great. Da, da, da. Some, so yeah, must that must have been, been right when it was exploding. Yeah. yeah. So for whatever reason, it exploded, and mm-hmm. I remember like thinking like, oh wow, I got to see it like a couple years before it exploded. That's so cool. <laughs> And like in the same way, that's how I saw all of Peter Jackson's movies before Lord of the Rings. And so I knew right. who he was before that all stuff where most people jumped in with the Lord of the Rings stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all because of them. And the same thing with my Hong Kong stuff. Like I, they introduced me to all the Hong Kong's movies um, after Rumble in the Bronx came out. So wow. very influential to my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... I don't know what else to say. I didn't take any notes or anything. Oh, and it's it's just it's fun. It's yes, silly. It's just very it's fun. just having a good time beating up weird zombie monsters yeah. trapped in a house. Yeah, and that's it that's pretty much all it is. And it's fun if if you like low budget movies, you're sure to like this movie. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. And I'm I think I think it is well made for you know what it had to work with. Definitely for yeah. what it is, it's well made. Yeah. And there were there were moments in that slow period in the beginning where I was just admiring how they were structuring it. And yeah, no, like, and I didn't even feel that that part was slow necessarily. I I recognized it as being a slow sort of build, but I didn't think right. like, oh, when is it gonna fucking ramp up? Like I do in a lot of low budget movies, it's like mm-hmm. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. You know? But this movie really like it was paced well. 
Yeah, and I, I, I like the like they introduce the backstory and stuff in a way that doesn't feel forced. Yeah, like he he meets this girl, his ex girlfriend, and they haven't seen each other for a year, so they're just kind of like, well, what have you been doing? And they're kind of telling each other about what's been going on, and it's kind of yeah. like, well, that's a great way to work in the background. It doesn't feel really screwed up or like cheesy or right. Anything. It felt natural, right? And so it was just the way it just works in the background and the character development such as it is, is worked in there and very yeah. naturally. And it, I was just like, wow, they're, they're not doing a shitty job here. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and this is this guy's only released feature. I don't wow. know if he's currently maybe on he's, another 15 year. Yeah. <laughs> another you know, couple of decades here. Yeah, we'll get another know. one, but, but he, cause I it tried to look up, um, some things about him and all I could find was like he made some other short movies before this hmm. um, but other than that like it's just some dude you know yeah. that, who made a movie yeah and it, you know? it's lots of fun lots of crazy gore that's yeah just, uh, yeah it, I will say I will say for a movie called bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell I thought there would be a little bit more bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah. Like, it comes in, it's definitely a part of it. Right. And it's it, definitely a big part of it. It, it was a very fun part of and it. It was very fun. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun yes, when that happened. Yes, No, and it's very inventive and very great. And, and it's well used. Um, and I guess I'm putting too much strength on the title, like... I should just enjoy it for what it is. But I it was like, oh, I thought there'd be more. Right. Anyway, I think and I thought that halfway through and then the other stuff happened. So, yeah, I just I remember in the opening scenes that's like he's working out. Yeah, when he's pumping and, up. And yeah. the, the phone's ringing and he's just like, fuck it. I got weights to lift. And he just keeps, <laughs> It's like that phone just keeps ringing like forever. And he's just sitting there like, no, nope, I, I got to finish my reps, man. <laughs> <laughs> After this set, <laughs> so I, I I enjoyed that part of it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. He, he's the bodybuilder, <laughs> kind of working into like his vanity. Like he's he's like this very vain character, and like uh-huh. he's, like when he talks to her, he's like, "Well, the guy's got to have muscles," <laughs> you know. It's like like he's doing it not because he likes it or because it's healthy or whatever. Like you know, he's just like he's got to have muscles because dudes are supposed yeah. to have muscles. He's a dude, it's, just, it's like just a part of his like vanity that he's just supposed to be muscular, and like. It, like you could kind of see that, like the scene where the ghost first pops up, he's in the mirror just combing his hair yeah, and like, yeah. I got to look perfect. I got to be <laughs> this awesome, macho, handsome man. And it's kind of like, <laughs> he was doing that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's like, it's like, it wasn't. So I, I saw that as character building, like that's yeah. building up his personality as this vain guy uh, who really wants to look good and be. Uh, macho and hot for all the chicks will get him and yeah. stuff and it's like but it never like just it's all just like worked into what's going on and very subtly in a way that yeah is, that's kind of where i was going like wow i'm, I'm really no, liking that, the way they're characterizing this that, and stuff that is subtle the way that they did that because i didn't really necessarily pick it up as being like oh he's a vain guy but it's definitely there yeah and uh <clears throat> now looking back on it Looking back on it, <laughs> um, it does. I, 
podcast visuals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Visual gags always work in a podcast, right? right? right. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, looking back on it, you see how like, oh, all these things were kind of peppered in about his character without being forced. And I just, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. It was... And, and the, the fact like he does it because he thinks that it's necessary and he's kind of a vain guy, but then in the end it, it does serve a purpose and he right. like, finds that like, Oh no, it is helpful. Also, <laughs> like, there's another reason for, for doing this. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of stretching there, but <laughs> There is something of an arc. Yeah. Now that you point that out, yeah, I hadn't kind of seen the end arc being an arc, but yeah, it kind of, it does connect. That works. Yeah. I, now, now maybe this was just me, but I kind of wanted this to be like a series or something. So like a Godzilla or Gamera kind of thing where it's just like something about the title, just like bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell, like maybe bloody body muscle builder in somewhere else or like, or or like versus something. You know, I just kind of just have this image of this just being one movie and like a dozen random that would be <laughs> fucking great no i would love to see that yeah i'm, I'm the, not sure if you could sustain that level of uh enthusiasm and I like, craziness i feel but... like at least for one sequel if, yeah, if it, not a couple it, it, i don't know yeah, there's got to be at least another movie in there somewhere the japanese imagination is a fertile place i, I feel like that it is i feel like they, they've got some ideas over there they could do Maybe uh, Shinichi Fukuzawa (laughs) is out of ideas, but um, I wish you would, yeah, do it as do a sequel. It was one of the first things I thought when it was over. It's like, ah, I wish there was a sequel. I want to see more. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to watch it again. Yeah, I think I could watch it again and enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's, it's there's a lot of fun stuff in there, and yeah. so much time yeah it seems like any more talking about it is just going to be like describing the cool shit right and like i don't necessarily like doing that because then you're just like explaining things that are good but then you're also like robbing them of yeah the, the the shock factor not the shock factor but just like the the fun of watching the movie yeah, that's kind of the whole of seeing point. it for the first time right. and not knowing what's going to happen right and going right. holy shit what the hell yeah, is that exactly and, and there's a lot of weird stuff like that yeah so. there there's a lot of fun <laughs> stuff like that yeah so if you're inclined uh, to, to watch a movie like this uh or if you're not gather up uh your <laughs> friends and loved ones and <laughs> see what they think of bloody muscle muscle bodybuilder from hell it's like a fucking tongue twister <laughs> yeah, yeah, jesus christ yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right so how long is that <laughs> hour and ten yeah with the random uh yeah. tangents tangents plenty of tangents yeah. yeah so i don't know you got anything else to say <laughs> i don't think so yeah i think that's about it yeah i think that's about it for me too so uh we'll call it there um i guess we should say what we're gonna post I suppose. Yeah. Um, what do I have? I have a review of a documentary about Jackie Chan and his parents hmm. called Traces of a Dragon. Uh, his parents uh, didn't really tell them 
about their lives before Jackie Chan, mm. <laughs> BJC. <laughs> Um, and they had a very uh, intense, uh, crazy life uh, during a couple of Chinese wars. Oh, so wow. it's a it's a great story, and it's a great documentary. So I have a review of that, and then I also have a Shaw Brothers review of a movie called The Bloody Escape, directed by Sun Chung, um, who would later go on to make a lot of great uh, Shaw Brothers movies including The Avenging Eagle, one of the best. Um, so I have that. And I don't. do you have a review? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't okay. have anything quite yet. So this is going to be all your Stephen uh, this week yeah, on the podcast. I'll, we'll have to... That will suffice. Yeah, you know, you'll, that'll have to tide you over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, that's the show. Uh, adios. See you luck next time. Those stories are all lies. Baby.